there, and welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the 1% Better Podcast. This one for me is certainly one that maybe was more self-indulgent than some of the others. Uh, it, uh, it certainly focuses a lot about football, soccer, and it's with Bobby Tamling. So it's not every day, it's certainly not every day I get the chance to interview someone that would be considered a legend in football circles. And if you have an interest in football, you'll you'll love this episode. But but also, I think in general, there's really a great story to be told here that you will really enjoy. So Bobby was the record goal scorer for Chelsea FC for a number of years. He had scored 202 goals in all competitions until uh, a guy called Frank Lampard, you may have heard of him, uh, surpassed the total in 2013. Bobby still remains the all-time scorer in the league with uh, over 160 goals. So Bobby, during his career, scored goals in the FA Cup final, scored at Wembley for England. He narrowly missed out on the English team uh, in 1966. Uh, and he also played against George Best, among others. During the conversation, we talk about Bobby's early playing days in school, playing with his friends in the park, where literally they had uh, jumpers for goalposts. He played in a team at his uh, local school. It was at an under-15 level, but Bobby was only 10, so he certainly learned to take a few kicks and knocks at that age and maybe hardened them up for, for the years ahead. He got spotted playing uh, for Hampshire at a young age, and then started playing for England schoolboys. This was, I suppose, the, the first big break for him. Bobby then signed for Chelsea at the age of 15. So we talk about the challenge faced there, moving to London. Uh, he was from the countryside. He certainly suffered from a little bit of homesickness in, in the early stages. But he said the team spirit and the camaraderie with the group helped him mature quickly. The teammates certainly made him settle in. Uh, so the homesickness qu- quickly subsided. Bobby talks about his debut, which was on front of 45,000 people versus West Ham and scoring on, on his debut, which uh, which was no mean feat. Uh, he then, at a later stage, became club captain for Chelsea. He played with players like Terry Venables, Peter Benetti during this time. And as it went through the 60s, continued to score on a regular basis. He talks about playing for England, uh, just, uh, just missing out on the final squad for the 66 World Cup, which I did ask, was this a a tough time? Uh, But Bobby's reaction was very honest and open in that he reflected on it. And, you know, there's fine margins. And (laughs) as he said himself, uh, Alf Ramsey was the manager. Uh, He made the call. They won the World Cup. So it certainly couldn't really be argued. Bobby then talks at a later stage about moving to Ireland, playing um, for Cork Celtic. Uh, he was advised by a teammate at the time, Paddy Mulligan, that the uh, softer pitches in Ireland would help him prolong his career. He played for Waterford for a while. He played for Shamrock Rovers for a short spell. He talks about living in Crosshaven in more recent times and involved in management. Talks about some of the real joys he's had managing at a youth level, in 2004, Bobby had a suite named after him in Stanford Bridge in honour of his legendary status there. And he was recently named, I think, on a Sky Sports poll as in the top uh, top 10 players for Chelsea for all time. Towards the end, Bobby talks about the best piece of advice he's been given, something that stuck out with him from a, a very young age. He also talks about the keys to being successful. And ultimately, you know, that comes down to working hard and never giving up. 
again, common theme I've I've heard from many of the guests so far. Uh, We recorded this in April, just uh, around the time at which Chelsea were closing in on the league title and just before their FA Cup semi-final with with Spurs, which they won. Bobby was an absolute gentleman. We talked for over 90 minutes and I know there was a lot left in the tank. Uh, Towards the end, we were just touching on some stories that Bobby was willing to to share. So I think maybe at a later stage, I'll get him back to talk about some of those um, tales from from his playing days that uh, we only really briefly touched on. Uh, he was so happy to give up his time. I hope you really get a sense of his honesty and interest. I was captivated sitting, listening to him. I was visualizing walking out at Wembley, scoring goals, playing against George Best, uh, you know, a career that uh, you could only dream of. So I hope you enjoy the show. I'll uh, add some links to the show notes that you can learn a little bit more about Bobby Tamlin. But uh, yeah, I hope uh, this one goes down really well with all football supporters or just people that are interested in a good story you'll have uh, you'll have an enjoyable time listening to this thank you welcome folks this is the one percent better podcast i'm here i'm delighted to be here with uh, bobby tamling bobby thank you for agreeing to do the show it's an honor to meet you it's a pleasure thank you so bobby we're just uh, mentioning there uh, off, off the microphone that when you were, I guess, growing up and you first started to play soccer and or football. I was in America for the last couple of weeks. I was calling it soccer. <laughs> um, there wasn't much football to watch or anything on the TV. Or, you know, how did you get interested in it? Well, you know, it was sort of um, there was no electrical games. You know, yeah. like it, you you had to make your own entertainment. Where we lived, um, it was a quiet road. There was about eight or nine of us, roughly the same age. Um, we we found a cul-de-sac um, road, where, which became our pitch, and um, a tennis ball was our ball. And uh, I've got a brother that was five years older than me, and uh, he swears to this day that it was a tennis ball that made us... Um, good kickers mm. of the of the football, yeah, you know, and you better control probably yeah. as well because it's such well, a smart ball. And um, you know, we 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 had a great time, and um, we'd uh, down the local park. We'd you know bags, school bags, two coats, and um, you know, like if there was only a few of us, we played three goals and in. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it was anything unusual. It was um, seen in every uh, village or every town that you visited. You would see these lads there. Um, we'd stay out until it was dark, and the, the parents weren't worried because it was nice and quiet. Um, and we we become good friends, and that was really uh, the start of the love of the game mm. took shape. Yeah, and in those days, who would you have looked up to? That you would have been your heroes. <laughs> well, uh, they usually um, we found them in uh, you know because we didn't see them on telly. You right. know, like they were, telly was rare. Yeah, and um, so we'd have seen them in um, football magazines mm. and read stories about them and, and taken them to our heart. Like you yeah. now, mine. I was on the south coast, and mine was up in Blackpool. Uh, couldn't be much further away from me. Right. Um, a guy called Stanley Morrison. He was a centre forward for okay. Blackpool and uh, scored a hat trick in the what is called Cup the final. Matthews oh, final yeah, yeah. in '53. Mm-hmm. And I always um, 
uh, makes me smile. Did it? And I think the fella scored three. And lost, And, and Stanley, no, they beat, or four beat three, Wolves 4-3. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And um, I just think it's odd that he scored three, a hat-trick, which is very rare. Mm. And, um, you know, like in the cup final. And the match was named after Stanley <laughs> yeah, Matthews. Matthews yeah, final, yeah, because yeah, I think it was his last final he played. Yeah. Um, but it, and, and you just followed them and you followed their careers. And that's who you become when you went to the park. You, you know, I'm Stanley Morrison and, you know, like you, the others would pick up who they were. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we played hours like that. And, um, and then, of course, when we went to school, um, we, we were a very small school. And um, it was well known for us to be bottom of the league in the local school league. And um, the uh, um, side was hard to get uh, picked, like you know, find enough players. So I was being played in an under-15 team when I was 10. Okay. So I'd learned to be knocked about and, uh, you know, sort of um, smallest guy on the field, a skinny little... Um, Chappy, right. and um, it, uh, but it taught you how to lose. Right, you know, um, we used to lose heavily, nearly every game. <laughs> Till one year, we we got through to the final, and um, we were we were actually playing at the side that won the league in the cup nearly every year for about five years, and um, we were playing them, and uh, the night before the final, we were playing our out where we lived on in the cofield, mm-hmm. uh, just mucking about like um, with a fellow on your back, and you had to pull someone off off okay. the, the same thing. Right, right. And I got pulled off and landed on my wrist and broke my wrist. So that was my dream final. You were gone. out, okay. And, and it was a dream final because the lads went out and won, right, brilliantly. Okay. And um, so that know, was like, a bit it, of a disappointment, I suppose, early on. Massive disappointment. You can like, still you know, remember a very clearly. Yeah, yeah. The whole school was there cheering us on, like okay. you know, and um, you know, like it was sort of God. That's what I've lived, you know, for to be in, yeah, and, and to miss it. But that was. Um, but that maybe maybe gave you more motivation, did it? To well, you know, like uh, we, we not long after that um, we. I'll tell you a funny incident, and I can't often say it to people because if there's school kids there, <laughs> I daren't say it because right it's now, not so a good, good. Um, you know, not not a good um, thing to follow if okay. it, if they took it to heart. Right. Uh, in England, they had the eleven plus exam, okay. which if you pass, you went to a grammar school, right. and uh, the grammar schools didn't play soccer; they only played rugby. Right. So I wasn't the um, sharpest knife in the uh, pack like you. Okay. So when we sat the 11 plus, I thought I had no chance of passing this. But as it come around, um, we had three extra uh, places in the grammar school. And the teacher said, well, these have passed. She said, but we've got three extra seats. Right. So we're taking the, the closest five and let them sit another exam and the three that gets through the best will go to the grammar school right and when she read my name out well you could have knocked me over with a feather <laughs> and I thought god I didn't even think I was that close so when it came time to sit the exam I thought I'm making sure 
that I don't get anywhere near the grammar school. Right. So because it wouldn't have been a bit of football <laughs> there. Yeah, that's right, it. Right, right, right. And um, I, you know, like wrote down uh, all the answers that I knew. I wrote them down wrong, like you know, purposely, uh, purposely, like <laughs> okay. you know. So that now you understand why I can't oh, yeah. tell children oh, yeah, that, yeah. because they take that as a wrong. I know the wrong uh, message to say. Yeah, yeah, sort of. But it was in a way you were following your your dream, though, yeah. by doing it, you know, yeah. and it paid out. But that's so, it, you know. Yeah. So that maybe that's it. Not necessarily well, the worst yeah, like thing. I, like I tell tell youngsters that you know we we do have dreams. You know, like every kid, you know, wants to be. A, by a train driver or back in that you know that yeah. area or airplane you know pilot yeah um and you know like sometimes these things come true mm. you know yeah um and you just have to work at what you're mm. doing now we after that exam i went to a bigger school on the mainland and um we we were the bullies of the local football league okay we won eight or nine nil Right. You know, every home game or every game. Hmm. And uh, so through that, I got picked up to play for the county team. Right. So this is virtually going through yeah. how the, you know, like Chelsea getting, ending up at Chelsea come, yeah. come out. That's perfect, yeah. Um, so I played for Hampshire. Were uh, you always a striker? Always centre forward? I was a left winger. Okay. Well, well, that's where they put me out, uh, you know, because I was a, a left-footed player. Right. Um, but I used to play for the school as a centre forward. Um, but I didn't mind playing out on the left. Mm. And um, I played for Hampshire for two seasons in their county side. And I played in the England schoolboys under 14. They okay. only played one match a season. Right. And I got picked to play in that. Um the the toughest thing was you know you had to go for trials mm. and yeah like knowing that you got people watching you pressure and uh, yeah pressure is on you the, yeah, you know, yeah. like the stress is on like you and um, being on the left you was always the last one to be named if you got picked <laughs> you were number <laughs> you know, eleven you know, so right yeah, yeah yeah everybody else is smiling away they they've been picked and you're right, still right, right. sitting there on the edge but um, so in the end I played for the uh, England under 15 schoolboys. Okay. And, um, you know, like to be an England schoolboy international was, you know, I hadn't even gone down that road like sure. you. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's quite funny because the scouts, although the scouts weren't uh, allowed by the uh, Football Association to approach you in those days um, while you were still at school. Mm-hmm. They weren't even allowed to talk to you, let alone um, s- sign you. Right. But um, I had two or three um, clubs um, wanting to uh, interest me in going to them. Mm. And um, Chelsea was one of them. And uh, they had a guy. I'd love, I'd love to have had this fella's life f- put on a film. Right. Because you know, he was absolutely brilliant. The scout? A scout. Right. He was fantastic. You could see why he got so many top names and top players to go to Chelsea. So he was, was um, wheeling and dealing a little bit, wasn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, wheeling and dealing a Poaching bit. Poaching kind good of. Bit, like, okay, you know, right. But he was funny. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he, he, he was like after daily. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, reminder, you remember, yeah. Yeah, the yeah reminder. I remember, yeah, yeah. And he was identical looking. Okay. He used to wear the same trilby. Right. And um, he used to knock on the door and never rang. Right. They're coming down, and um, you know, like the whole 
conversation was just, you know, really a laugh. Okay. And um, and this was to your parents who was trying to... Well, my parents weren't um, really up to football. Now, I came from a large family of boys. Right. So, and I was the youngest. Okay. So the boys took it in turn to whoever was at home when they when he called right uh, would come in okay. and try to help as much as possible you know like me you know sort of get what i wanted you know like to understand out of it yeah and um he came down one day and he said uh, as i say i can't even now i can't help smiling because i've got yeah. a wonderful picture of him in my mind okay that, you know that you know like you, when you like a fella yeah. and the way he operates yeah and um he said, uh, right, Robert, he said, I want you to sign this piece of paper. Okay. And I knew what it was straight away. It was a contract. Right. I said, Jim, look, I said, don't ask me to sign that. I said, because I'm not allowed even to talk to you. Yeah. And he said, well, he said, this is what we do. You sign it and put it over there in the drawer. Okay. And I thought, well, what good is it to him yeah. if I've got it in my drawer? Right. He can't do anything with it. So yeah. I said, okay, Jim. So I signed it, put it away, and we had a good chat and telling me all the, what was happening at Chelsea. And he said, oh, I've got to go. He said, I might be done next week. He came down next week, all right, there was a knock on the door, and there was two gentlemen at the door. Right. Jimmy, and stood behind him, was Ted Drake, the manager of Chelsea at the time. Okay. He, and he was an Arsenal player, I think, at yeah, the Yeah, he was day. an Arsenal he player, He scored yeah. record yeah, goal scorer, yeah, I think. seven. I, yeah, because yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan, yeah. so yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't want to say right, too much yeah. about that, but I well, remember it, that name. So, he yeah. was a Hampshire man. He okay. was actually from Southampton, I think. And he came in, and he was as nice as pie. Right. And Jimmy was stood behind him, and uh, Mr. Drake introduced himself. He said, listen, I said, I know Jimmy's been talking to you for a good while. He said, we want to sign you, you know, mm-hmm. when you leave school. Right. He said, we're, we're a club... That interested in building up our youth policy, right. he said, and um, we've got a, a lot of good youngsters. And he went through three or four of them that had played in the first team since they joined. Yeah, and um, I already knew that. Like you know, I looked them up and sort of saw that they did play the youngsters. Okay, and um, he said, but before we go any further, he said, I'd like to have the form that you signed for Jimmy right. the last time he was here. And mm. Jimmy was stood, stood behind him, shaking his head. Not to do it. Yeah. All right, okay. So <laughs> you were pretending said, that there was no fault? You were uh, yeah. saying, okay. Right. So I said, uh, Mr. Drake, I said, I didn't sign a form. Right. <laughs> and he, yeah, like, I reckon they knew they, how they were going to play it, and they just playing good cop, bad cop. Okay. And um, he said, look, he said, I know, I know you've, Jimmy would have got you to sign the form. He said, wherever you put it, if you go and get it, he said, I'll show you what I'm going to do with it. So I went to the drawer and got it and um, took it back to him, read it, and tore it in half. He tore it in half. And he said, I don't want you to be, you know, in trouble. Yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. we don't want to be in trouble. He said, but we're, we believe that you're convinced that Chelsea is the club to come to. Okay. And, and that really convinced, was the convincing point. Yeah. And um, like their their belief in you gave you the confidence yeah, as well. That's it. Yeah. And um, I'd had some experience with other people already. Um, 
Wolves was rather um, disappointing experience. Wolves were in the mid fifties were top of you know the crop First like division, you know yeah, they okay. were you know champions and so forth. And um, they um, he said uh, I said well I said I'd love to join you. Right. I said um, but I don't want to leave school just at the moment because mm. the, the schoolboys had about three more games to play. In the um, you know before the summer, right? So he said, "Look, you." I explained that to him, and he said, "You go away and play in your internationals." He said, "And you come and sign for us. We'll we'll bring you up, show you the what the ground and the club's like, and then you can start next preseason." Okay. And that's really how it worked out. Um, I didn't. I touched the experience that I had with Wolves. Uh, three times I, I, um, they phoned. After one game, it, we played Plymouth and I scored a hat-trick. And he said, um, you know, like, told me who he was on the phone. He was Wolves scout. And they, they were interested in signing me. Two weeks later, we played Scotland at Wembley and I was fairly poor. Okay. So on the Monday, I got another phone call telling me, no, they... Changed their mind? Changed their mind. This was Wolves? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, that's yeah. it. And then two weeks after that, because we played every fortnight, uh, we played in Northern Ireland, and I scored two, and we won 3-1. And on Monday, we got the phone call mm. saying, oh, last in. fortnight, we were completely confused who right. we were talking to. We we definitely want to sign you, like, you know. Okay. And I said, no, I don't think so. You know, like, right. I had to have a smile, like, you know, when yeah, I was yeah. talking to them, like, you know, because if they could do that to you in six weeks, mm. you know, like, how do you build your confidence? Sure, up, you know, of course. You know? And I was going miles further away from home. Yeah. So um, what age were you when you signed the contract, though, Bobby? About 15? 15. Right. Yeah. And then you had to move to, to London, I guess. Yeah, I moved to London, and uh, they found me Diggs. There were three of us in Diggs, as I said earlier. Mm. Um, Barry Bridges from Norfolk, Barry Smart from Suffolk, and I was from Hampshire. So we were really country boys right. in a London um, team uh, with a good share of um, Cockneys. Right, in, and, the, in the Chelsea side. Okay, yeah. the Royal Locals. So the was. dressing room was fairly funny. Right. Um, we... we, we after a few months of being there, we we got into the run of the of it, yeah. comedy, like you okay. know, and yeah, we, yeah. we we found it was a great club to be at. Um, How did you find it living away from home in those early years, like in the early I, months? Well, I know that happens to a lot of Irish lads, and I can appreciate and know where they're coming from. I'd never been away from home before. I'd mm. been away for a, you know like a overnight and then going back, but never stayed away. And the arrangement I had with Mr. Drake was that I'd, they'd pay for me to go home once every month on a Saturday or for the weekend, okay. uh, once a month. And I went to see him and um, I said, "Look, I said I'm homesick." Right. I said, um, "I don't think I can stay." Okay. And, how, how, um, was that early on? Was it? After a couple of months or so? No, this was in the first six weeks. Okay. And uh, he said, look, he said, that we've got this arrangement with you that we'll pay for you to go home once a month. He said, what if we change that to we'll pay for you to go home every weekend? Okay. And I thought, well, God, it can't get better than that. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
you know, like that's what we agreed. Right. Um, six weeks later <laughs> on, I didn't want to go home yeah, at all. Yeah, like yeah. you know, sometimes it's a mental thing, I guess. Yeah. It? When you know that's you can go home. Once, once, yeah. Yeah. And, you don't and have once to. you get settled in, and you 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 get to know the local boys, you know the yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've got to say, the Cockney lads. They're so funny. Yeah. And I just like to make this point every time I talk about this. Yeah. Is that when you see EastEnders. Right. And you see the real Cockneys. Right. They couldn't be further away from. Would it be more only fools and horses <laughs> than, uh, than EastEnders? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's better. Yeah, that's I good. Can, I can watch that. I can watch funny. EastEnders. Yeah. You yeah. know, like they're, they're, they live life to enjoy it, like, you know. Yeah, good banter. And we had a great bunch. We had, um, you know, uh, eventually. Out of the um, youth team that um, came through the early late fifties and early sixties, we uh, um, we had eight of the youth team mm. playing in the first team well, regularly, like you know, right. were established in Instead the first team. The youngest team in the, the league, probably. How do you average yeah, well, age? You know, like uh, the early sixties, we promised so much, right. but we were honestly, we were probably. Uh, one player, perhaps two players short of being a top side. Okay. And, um, you know, like we'd have been known as a, in this day and age, we'd have been known as a top four team. Right. But we Chinese League outfit, so yeah. 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 And did you break into the squad young, you're 17, weren't you, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Me and Bridjo, um, who, the guy who, yeah, who digs in Dixon, okay. yeah. we actually played in the first game. Oh. Our first games, it was, was the same game, like you made the debut at the same time, and, right? And um, you know, like being in digs, it was absolutely murder that week. Like you know, on the phone, you couldn't get on the phone for one of us being on it. Yeah, yeah. And um, the uh, you know, like we were nervous, obviously, as it built up, you know, built up closer mm. to the game. Yeah. Uh, we we were told we he wasn't sure whether he was going to be putting us in the team. Now, myself. The week before we made our debuts, I'd played for the um, Chelsea youth team right. in front of t- a dozen people. Right. <laughs> we won eight and I'd scored five. Okay. And and then I found myself sort of on the outskirts of the first team going to play West Ham in front of 45,000. That's Stanford Bridge, was it, at home? Yeah, at yeah. home, yeah. Well, and um, it so, this seems so unreal. Yeah, but like, how did you how did you deal with the, the that, that sort <laughs> well, of the nerves? excitement was yeah. so yeah like we tried to stay cool and I think it because we weren't sure that we were actually going to play we tried to convince ourselves that well we probably only asked to you know go along as you know like um, you know sort of reserves because mm, was there subs even in, no there, in, was there no wasn't even subs yeah days. yeah yeah. And um, we um, we got told on the Friday Friday morning that we were going to be in the side, and well, the excitement between the two of us was unbelievable. Mm. Uh, we were in great digs, and um, the uh, they were elderly couple, but um, she was a great um, landlady for us, okay. and he was a great landlord because he. He actually worked at Stamford Bridge, but not in the football side. He worked for a ground company okay. that shared the Stamford Bridge at that time with, with Chelsea. Mm. And um, so he, he, nice and easy, comfortable guy to talk to. And he, he helped us. You know, he said, look, if you play, 
just go out there and do your best, like, you know, okay. try to keep us calm. So he was giving you some advice. He yeah. Was kind of a good influence, uh, it was even. fantastic. And yeah. um, when we when we did actually find out that we were playing, then we was all excitement. Right. And um, we went to the game and people sort of say, when did you start getting nervous? And I said, well, at, the, at that time when we went in, we probably went in on the tube. Neither yeah. of us had a car. Right. So we went, it travelled in on the tube from Wimbledon to um, Fulham Broadway. And um, we, they usually had a team meeting in um, uh, a snooker tape, uh, snooker room. Right. At the back of the snooker room was a, a room they used for team talks. And we went in there, we were called into there. And, um, was this the, the day of the game or the night this before? Is, this, no, this is just before the game, actually, okay. sort of right. like 12 o'clock before the three kickoff. Right, right. And, um, he told us that we were going to play. Okay. And then he started going around all the players, like, coaches do or managers do telling them what he wanted from them right and I'm sitting there and I, I'm he sort of sat here and I was sat right round I'd be the last one that he would talk about right I would talk to yeah. and I thought I can't do half of what he's telling these guys to do yeah, yeah. how am I going to cope right you know but when it came round to me he, he just said listen we know what you can do in your own um, mm. teams he said just give us the, all of that, and that would be great for us. Okay. Well, it couldn't have been better. We went out. Um, I scored in the first 17 minutes. Bridgeo scored, uh, scored about well. 10 minutes later. Jeez, okay. And, um, you know, like we ended up winning 3-2. Greasy scored the winner. Greasy was about, if we had 17, he'd have been about 21. Well, he was still young at, yeah. young at that stage. And, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, like it was, you know, just a... And you were on left, left, left wing. I was on the, the left wing. Bridger was through the middle. He was a oh. centre forward. And, and Greasy and was on we the made, right. Greasy was inside forward, right, okay. like, you know. I mean, Greasy was the magician, like, you know. Okay. He really was. Mm. Um, and uh, Bridger and I, a few years on, we were the Sprite partnership. For the first team. Okay. And, um, you know, like we, Bridger was quick, very quick. Right. Um, I was more stronger. You more know, like physically I, I strong. I wouldn't be fast. Okay. I wasn't no slouch. Right. But I wasn't, um, nothing like him. He was like the wind. Yeah, yeah. And, but we played fast. Okay. And, um, that was how Chelsea in the early 60s become sort of, um, not famous, but um, your strike partnership that well, became well, well known. Liked. Yeah, you know, like okay. the fans loved us because we were. Um, I don't want to knock today's football too don't much. Don't be modest, though. It's okay. <laughs> Say it out. Um, we were, you know, like we we were from end to end okay. football in those days, right? And the fans loved that. That that's what they wanted to go and see. You yeah, know, sort yeah, of yeah. Um, excitement. Yeah. I mean, today was, you can... Oh, the matches were quite end-to-end. -end. I like mean, were open. You, you can go and watch a match today yeah. and there's 25 passes in their own half. Yeah, yeah. And then so they knock it back to the keeper and the keeper heaves it forward. Yeah. And yeah. it don't seem to make sense. But, um, you know, like, after the excitement of the, the night after, we, we went out for a few beers together mm. and... Um, uh, the next morning you obviously weren't drinking at that stage or no, under no, 18 and stuff one, like, one, yeah. one half of a lager okay. was enough for me um, 
But um, uh, the next morning I got caught with a famous um, joke that you know older players played on okay. newcomers. Right. Uh, the phone rang and uh, our, our landlord said, it's for you, Bob. And I went and took it and the fellow said, this is Desmond Hackett. Right. Well, I knew of Desmond Hackett of the Express. Okay. But I'd never spoken Sports to him. Sports reporter, so I could, is it? He could, and he's, he said, I just want to go through how you felt yesterday and, and what you're feeling today. And he asked me all these funny questions. Yeah. And fairly stupid. Right. And and, and I'm, I'm answering like a good one, like, you know. You're a father and, for a few About time, 20 so, yeah. minutes after he's been on the started, he said, you're some idiot. He said, this is Peter Sillett, the captain of oh, the team. Caught you totally out, yeah. Yeah, that, well, that was a well-known um, trick they played on newcomers like you. Know? Okay. But they have a good laugh at it. But um, what was uh, just even just how you know from uh, just a learning perspective around how what was a training session like or what was a day a day like day as like? a youngster? Yeah, um, we we used to have um, we were called ground staff. We weren't academies or anything like that. We were ground staff boys, and that meant that we had to work um, one month, one week in a month. We we done a week's work like here on the ground staff like okay. sweeping the terraces right, right, and right, so yeah, forth yeah. cleaning boots if you're in the um, dressing room uh, sweeping out the dressing rooms and making sure everything's smart and so, which gave you an idea of where you were in the Heck in order is it like, yeah, 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 yeah you know in the s- system of things like okay. you know I mean you got to know the players you got to know the first team they'd be joking you know, and often I'd been thrown in the bath you know <laughs> yeah, fully yeah, clothed yeah. like you know right, but right, right. I mean that was part and parcel part of, of the, the um, initiation of yeah, it, yeah sort of getting to know everybody yeah and um, it um, you know like the the other three weeks of the month we'd go training right and we'd train in the morning and you know like sort of well, one half one hmm. um, and uh, that'd be us finished right and um, so it wasn't um, terribly hard work I mean we used to train hard when we were actually, yeah. actually in training yeah um, but um, so it, you know like there was a lot of time that we spent um, with the Londoners yeah seeing London and, okay. and getting to know where we were um, but as you went further up the ladder, you know, when you were a full member of the first team squad, um, you trained longer, mm. and the afternoons would be a training session. Right. Um, and would it be would it be like gym work in those days, or was it mainly out on the pitches doing drills or leg run, work? Leg work, a lot of running. leg work. Yeah. And um, I'd like to know. I'm, I know they they always say they all train with the ball. No, you've got to use this system of training with the ball, right. which is great, you know. Like, uh, but we done a lot of leg work, you know. Like we we, it wouldn't be a miss for us to uh, um, cross country run. Okay, you know, early part of the okay. week. Yeah, yeah. And um, strengthen the legs. Uh, yeah, it sort of it was hard, right. um, but you enjoyed it. I mean, it was. Yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't imagine, and you know when you're trying to explain it, even though it was sort of you were puffed and you know you worked hard for two or three hours running. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know to get the ball 
and start playing ball then. Yeah. Um, we had a guy who was the first team coach, was Dave Sexton, and mm. he was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Fantastic, fantastic coach. He improved everybody that he come in touch with. So he he could improve them individually okay. as well as getting them shaped into the way we played. Right. And that was important, like, you know, because we kept up to date with, um, you know, we were one of the f- very first sides that um, started the overlap of uh, mm. fullbacks. Right, and, right, right. Um, you know, like he, he picked that up from uh, the Hungarians and okay. from rugby. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, it, wouldn't, it didn't surprise us when he took us through uh, rugby to watch, you know, a certain yeah, point. Yeah. And that was one of the points. He said, you have a look. When when they're going for a try, they you know like they overlap. Yeah, there's boys and, ready behind that they can yeah, spin on. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's what he got us doing. Mm. And so it was like a revolutionary kind of way of oh, trying it was, to do and something. And they yeah. still use it today. Oh yeah, more than ever. Probably, and, and, yeah. and players still get caught by it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, I can remember asking Dave when we first went out on the afternoon. I said, Dave, I said, listen, I said, you want me to run from here round the back of you know, the guy I've given it to, mm. the guy outside him, I, he said, well, where would you run? I said, I'd run sh- straight. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah. He said, you know what happens? I said, well, the fellow runs with me. Yeah. Exactly. He said, if you go round there, this fella, he don't know whether to pick you up or, or the, ball. the ball. Yeah, yeah. Puts he said, in. so if he don't pick you up, you're two on one yeah. on the fullback. Right. And it, it, you know, like you still see that today. Sure. Yeah, like where the you know, like the mainly the forward or the midfield player yeah. who's not used to picking up players mm. on the run. Yeah. Um, that happens. Very and nice. um stuff like that, you know, like you know, Dave Beckham who was a long time after us when we played. Yeah. The type of ball Dave David put in was something that we learnt in our early days at Chelsea and that came from the Hungarian football. You know, like we 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 sort of didn't go to the end line and cut it back. We sort of would be twenty yards from the end line and we'd curve it in, whip it into the near yeah, post, and yeah. that sort of a power in yeah. between the goalkeeper and the last defender. Right, right. And either Bridgeo or myself would be attacking the near post. Right. Now Bridgeo was absolutely brilliant at it. Okay. You know, like because he he was that. Yard faster than anybody right. you, know, you knew, okay. and he was great at you know just it only needs a glance like you know you don't volley it or hammer it yeah you just have to get a touch on it to change direction right and we we people sort of say how often did you practice that I said we'd practice that every afternoon right and we'd all be doing it even yeah. if we weren't the winger or the right back okay. who were the main players likely mm. to be doing it I said we all had to be able to do it and you know like you all felt comfortable and you felt you know if you're doing it from our end here you know where that you're going to put it so when yeah. you're running from here in the match right. you know where to expect it to go yeah. they don't they, they never looked up yeah. and sort of said where's, where's Bob you know or Barry yeah. you know they just knew where to, yeah. where to hit it so by the pure repetitive repeating it over and over on the training ground, it, it was coming off in the matches then. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it was sort of... Um, and, of course, in our day, there wasn't so many games 
um, the early 60s, so there yeah. weren't so many games being um, televised. So uh, something like a, a, a worked-out corner or a worked-out free kick didn't become general knowledge through sure. the league and everybody said, well, they do this, they do that. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But nowadays, everybody, everybody watches what everybody else is doing so that they're ready for it. Yeah. So in those first few years, I guess, in the first team, was there a, a, like a, a player that you kind of looked up to in the team or that took you under his wing or was the manager an influence um, or a bit of both? Or? No, the manager was... Um, he was Tommy Doherty. He was good at... Um, and getting you motivated. Right. Now, sometimes it would be out of temper that you okay. wanted him to prove wrong. With Hair dryer treatment, is it? Yeah. Coming around. Or, uh, you know, like a lot of the time, he encouraged you by um, just keeping on egging you on. And I think due to him, uh, most of the young players at Chelsea got capped because he was sort of pushing them in the press. You know, like if he gave a report Okay. To someone, he'd you know sort of talk about Bobby Tamlin or he'd talk about Barry Bridges or yeah. Terry Venables. All those lads were capped, right, right. And um, you know, like so, he'd done a good job there, right. Um, Was he 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 kind of ruled over with like a fear factor? Oh, yeah. You were afraid of your yeah. Lives no, you, well, you, yeah, you, you know, he had a, a, a sort of a rough side, like you know, he could, he could lose his uh, rag, right. But um, you know, like generally. Uh, we were up on the upswing all the time, like, okay. you know, and he, and he kept us going, like, okay. you know, and, and, and encouraging us. So you would have, um, you'd respect the, the way he managed you? Yeah, player wise, um, we had one or two players that we respected, you know, greatly, like, you know, we had a left winger, uh, a guy called Frank Blundstone. Now, Frank was of a different era. He, he, he played in the 50s. And uh, he'd been a few, you know, a good few years older than us. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd broken his leg twice, so he, he, you know, like he's tremendous uh, guy to respect. Mm. And in those days, I suppose coming back from a broken leg would have yeah. been a lot different to now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the fact that he could um, run with the ball well, you know, he dribbled, dribbled. well, right. kept the ball close to him. And he, he was he was good in the dressing room in, in his own way. He was from the north right. of England, and um, you know we you know like you just loved talking to these guys because yeah, they were yeah. talking back in the fifties. You know, like when it was different again. Mm. And so every era, was something changes. Like okay. you know, and sometimes big time. Like you know, yeah, yeah. And um, but uh, you know, like yeah, we respected Frank. They. When Doherty took over, he said to everybody in the club, he said, you're either going to do it my way. Okay. Or, or the highway. Yeah, the highway. Right, right, right. And that was fair fair enough. And some did take the highway, like, you know, and left. Okay. You know, because they, they weren't going to be, um, you know, sort of, he was only sort of, I would say, 35. He was he young, been yeah. Because he, he'd um, given up. He, he came as a player coach, but he, he only done that for about a year and then he took over as manager mm. and um, but he had a good sense of humour right and um, with him and John um, Terry Venables Terry was a comedian Terry was, yeah. a, was playing though obviously at this yeah. stage wasn't yeah, he, he, he could sing he, could, he, he, he was a great laugh like right, right. Okay. and you need that you need in any game 
I don't care what game you're yeah. playing, you need a good dressing room. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, if you've got a good dressing room where you're all mates and you're all in it together, mm. even if it's trouble, yeah. uh, you, you're going to, you know, pull each other out of it or take the blame for it or, mm. you know, and, and that and brings up, that brings up a team spirit. And do you think that, does that happen by luck or does it happen that, you know, a few people in the dressing room say, right guys, we're, we're pulling together here and, and there's a few leaders emerge? Well, that's it. Yeah, the older lads, there was three, four older lads and they stuck. They said, look, we're, you know, we go with whatever you throw at us, like, you know. Right, right. And they, they didn't just sort of rely on their experience, like, you know, sort of say, well, we played so and so. They actually put in what we put in, like, you know, yeah, 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 and yeah. were willing to change their style. Um, and, uh, you know, like, it was brilliant to see them, you know, right. like Frank. Frank had the admiration of us all, like, you know, because of what he'd gone through mm. and what he could still do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, was, and, was was it uh, was it the Harris Chopper Harris playing with Chelsea at the time? Was that the guy's we, name? We we had Ron uh, Ron Harris's br- si- uh, sister brother okay. playing at left back. Right. Alan came into the team first of all. Um, Ron, Ron came in. Um, uh, he came in very young. Uh, uh, season and a half later, right, um, and got the nickname Chopper, right, and um, it, you know like. That's what I'm saying. You know, there was eight or nine of us, Strong and, there, and we was all been sort of twenty-one, twenty-two, sort of. You mm. know, so I mean, you thought God, this team could be around for a long while. Yeah. Um, and uh, you you went on to become captain of the team as well, though, didn't I you? I captain it in. Um, now, I um, I find being captain was a, a strange, um, you know, like because. Uh, we uh, we changed things around. We got relegated, right? And uh, everybody was a little bit down because everybody said if we sold Jimmy Grease, we'd go down. And does that and, happen? That's and hundred percent, they were right. Um, so, and we were then sort of really a young side, mm. and and it didn't surprise people that we had gone down. Right. So when we were coming up. You know, like the next season, um, I I don't know. Um, I'd had a good season actually, even when we down, went down. Bridger and I had scored thirty nine goals between us. Well, that's a good you know? for, for a so, team to go, yeah, go down. Yeah, yeah for yeah. a relegated side, that yeah. won the bad haul. And um, he came along. He said, um, "I'm going to make you captain for next season." So I was gobsmacked. Like you know, I got on with, with people. Um, I wouldn't say I was John Terry like you know you know sort of a born leader right um but um I had enough brains to sort of keep out of trouble and um sort of try to help other lads but I didn't need you know like we were all good lads yeah and you know like we went on a run um you know like we we were brilliant up to Christmas we absolutely stormed to the top of the league then after Christmas, uh, 63, you know, when there was a cold spell right. through to March, and we we um, didn't play many games at home. Okay. So when we did, um, we weren't the same side. We couldn't play, you know, like we we didn't win as right. often as we did. But in the end, we scraped home. You know, like we, we scraped home and um, 
beat Sunderland. Uh, we beat Sunderland away from home in our last two games. We had to beat them to uh, stay in with a chance because if they had won, they'd have gone up. Uh, mm. We beat them one nil. We come back to Stamford Bridge and we played Portsmouth, which was my local side. Right. And um, we were young, enthusiastic, mad keen to get promoted. We scored in the first first minute, and if there was any nerves, they vanished as okay. soon as that ball hit the back of the net. Right. Yeah. You know, and we run out seven nil winners. <laughs> you know, and definitely you know, like, the handbrake off. At that that, that was you know like that was one marvelous season for us all. Okay. You know, and um, the fans loved it. Can I just add here that in our day, uh, not just us Chelsea, yeah. but all of football was kept alive by the fans. Right. You know, without the fans, mm. there wouldn't have been clubs. Yeah. You know, no, nobody. You know, there was no mega rich guys sure. behind any club. Yeah. No there, big sponsorship. There, there was no was, sponsorship yeah. allowed. No um, television money. Yeah. You know, so it was purely down to the fans coming through the club. So mm. people sort of say, you know, like, what was your feeling with the fans? And we said, marvelous, because sure. we appreciated. Of course. They were giving us the chance to live live the dream. Yeah. We, you know, yeah. you know, like, if you talk to any of the boys, they had that dream mm. when they were fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. And um, and the connection, so you would. You'd be more openly in public, going for a few beers, yeah, I th- mingling I th- I with think the fans, and I, that you know. Can I just say that we were sort of like that on par? Sure. You know. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, like we were probably a little bit better paid than the other man in the street. You mm-hmm. know, like a a builder. Yeah. We'd probably got twice as much as him, or you know, perhaps even yeah. third. Uh, Three times as much, mm. but I mean, we weren't ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, you know, like where fans would sort of say, "God, they're not trying," and they're getting three times or four times, yeah. five times. I mean, I just read the day um, <laughs> just before I come out. Um, Costa is on a four million, or all of Chelsea are on four million if they win the league. If they win a bonus? the league, a bonus. Okay, well, and. Uh, Four four million. We probably never even reached that total over all those years we we yeah. played. It is. It's, it's um, crazy, you know. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And okay, it, it's a system that we live in. We know that systems change, things change. But I think the fans felt closer to us. Mm. Yeah, because they were closer to us. We travel up to Manchester on the train. We play the game, come back on the train, and we'd be down to the um, bar. Standing and talking to the fans yeah, over yeah, a point, of course. You know, like, and and there was no sort of, oh, you, you know, don't mix with them, don't mix with them, but, like, you know. But it, it was probably a, it was a that was a two way benefit in that the fans get to mix with you guys as the players, and it makes them feel good. And yeah. and on your side, you felt you guys make are being made feel really good and wanted by the fans yeah. as well. So it was you know win win. Yeah, but you, you you learned that fans knew. A lot more than what people give them credit for. People <laughs> sort of say, oh, they're only fans. Mm. But, you know, like some of these fans have been watching football for twice as long as what we'd been playing it. Yeah. So they'd seen a lot more than what we had experienced. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they weren't sort of, um, you know, no hopers like, you know, as to knowing what the game's all about. Right. 
and um, you know, like I just feel that uh, how fans feel. You know, obviously everybody wants success. When you're successful, the fans and the players get very close. Mm-hmm. Um, we we through the sixties, we had um, two semi-finals in the FA Cup, both failed. You know, like we got knocked out both times. Right. We got there the third semi-final, and we met Spurs in the final in '67. We got beat in that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say we got beat; we got annihilated. Right. We we never turned up as a team. Right. You know, I, I I say that to to people, and I I'm not sort of proud of it. Cause what do you it, think happened? I think I think we were so relaxed. Doherty kept us, tried to keep us calm and right. not get nervy. Okay, but we were so relaxed until we come out on on the pitch. You know, like walked out on the pitch and suddenly yeah, realised. Christ, we we've been fighting for three or four years to be here, yeah. And and now all your nerves started to tingle, like you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I can honestly say that I can't recall one player in our team that played anywhere near his average mm. game. And you like, but for me, and one of the questions I had was that walking out on FA Cup final Saturday, the experience of us, the build up, it sounds. In my mind, I was thinking, geez, this is going to you know, be huge. But it sounds like you were kept almost too calm about it. Yeah. And on the day then, it just hit you and yeah, it froze. it was sort of, it? It, was, uh, it was, we were on a, a week down at Brighton. Okay. Special training. Right. And to get us away from the, the hype. Up. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, of it, like, you know. And we come back on the Friday and uh, moved it to the hotel Friday night. We trained the Friday at Stamford Bridge. And we moved to the hotel Friday night. And, you know, like, you could start seeing people sort of thinking deep, like, you know, probably thinking about, you know, the next day, what it's mm. going to be like, you know. Mm. And, you know, like, other people were sort of trying to keep, keep it light, like, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we sort of, you know, like, people having their hair done and stuff like this, you know. Right. And you're just saying, Christ, you look better when you're, when you're done, don't bother, yeah. like, you know. But, honestly, you know, I, I can't understand it because we'd beaten Spurs, I think, a couple of times in the league that year. Right. But they, you know, like, we just didn't play. And, mm. and worst of all, and, um, uh, you know, we scored about seven or eight minutes. I got my head to a cross and, uh, you know, like uh, Jennings had come out and missed the cross and I got my head to it and it, you know, just made the goal. Are you scored? Yeah, I oh, scored goodness. the goal. And at 2-1, you think, Christ, the legs now will... So this was 2-1? Throw everything. You were 2-0 down, you got one back with yeah. 10 minutes left or so. And yeah. Right, right. And you think we'd throw everything. Yeah. And, when, and the game just petered out. Jeez. That's yeah. not like you, uh, an you, FA Cup final, no, I imagine. No, no yeah. you know, like, and and, you, and when you think of things like that, I, uh, you know, like, I just can't understand it. I felt sorry, you know, like more sorry for the fans than I did for myself, like you, know, mm. um, uh, you know, like because they'd been to two semi-finals and we'd gone away from them, uh, you know, sort of in disgrace, and um, and then. We get to the final and everybody, you know, we went down Wembley Way in those days in the coach mm-hmm. and all the blue and white flags and sure. scarves and everything, hats. And you thought, God, you know, we're going to give it to them today. We're yeah, going to give yeah. them what they, they wanted. 
and I'm afraid they had to wait to 70 before that came along, like you know. okay. But um, so to win win the FA Cup in 70, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you I was at the club, right. but I was no longer in the team. I'd um, uh, not making excuses. Uh, I'd got injured early in um, early in the season. I was out for five or six weeks, and I never got back in the team. Right. The team nestled down. Right. Uh, youngsters had come in. A young lad, Alan Hudson, had come in. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, looked as though he's always been there. Right. You know, he was brilliant. And uh, the team settled down and went on a long, long run. Mm. And, you know, like a sensible manager, the manager didn't change the team. Mm. And they went on. They, they had, in that team, they had a bit of... Um, I say fight because we had fight, right. but they had um, players who could mix it a lot better than what we did. Right, you know, more steel. Maybe we had footballers, but um, they they had battlers as well. Like you know, yeah. they had footballers. You know, I mean, they had good footballers inside. Sounds like the current Arsenal team, maybe that you're mentioning there, that they don't have as many battlers, but they have some footballers. Well. Yeah, well, like I've I've always liked Arsenal. They they've always played attractive football, but I've always thought under the manager that he seems to his teams seem to have a soft underbelly. Mm. You know, like they, if they get into a f- uh, fight, when I say a fight, you know, there's a battle in midfield or something like that. Mm. They've got players who, who can do marvelous things. Yeah, on and off the ball. Yeah, but. I- not in, like since since Vieira left, I think, and you know they yeah. had a couple of battlers then. But uh, I don't want to sidetrack it about Arsenal now, Bobby. Um, no, no. But I I can remember being over at um, uh, Chelsea watching Chelsea play them mm. when they were the Invincibles. Yeah, right. Mm. And I sat right near the front of the um, the uh, terracing or the stand, and they had um, Burkham. Yeah, now, I yeah, thought yeah. he was absolutely brilliant player. And he had and, a bit of steel as well, though, yeah? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that's what surprised me. Mm. There was two or three challenges where he actually knocked the defender off the ball. And I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's an he's artist, like yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, there yeah. he's battling away like no, everybody else, like yeah. Vieira and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, he, he got and sent off. I think that was the stuff. difference with that side. True, yeah. You know, they, yeah, they, yeah. they, they all... Um, Perhaps it only takes one or two people to fire him up. But yeah, Burkamp uh, certainly had the steel. I, I was going to ask you when you were playing in your playing days, who was the best player you've played against? Or, or yeah, you, I was I was hoping to talk about George. <laughs> he, he, he was, um, you know, like people try to nowadays to um, put people against someone else. Like you know, how good was Bestie to? Uh, messy and all that, yeah. and you can't do that because the pitches, uh, everything about the game is different. I mm. mean, you put Bestie in today's world on the football pitch; they're playing on carpets every sure. every game. Yeah. In our day, you played on that until October, and then it started getting cut up. Mm. And 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 in the new year, it was like a ploughed field. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you know, asking but somebody with the skill that he had, it was. Marvellous what he'd done yeah. in those conditions. Mm. And he probably had a bit of bite to him as well, did he? I tell you, <laughs> Ron, Ron used to try to knock him off the ball like, you know, and, uh, you know, like, I'd be fairly close to the action and it, 
best he would sort of roll with the tackle. Right. You know, like, you know, some boxers roll with a punch, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he sort of um, um, would get barged, and you think he'd go over, and he sort of, and he'd come back He's up. Balanced, you think, yeah. Lucky, you know. Yeah, well, you, you can know. see it. And, yeah. um, it, you know, like it, but it, when it kept on happening, you thought, this fella knows how to do it, like, you know. Mm. And uh, the goals he scored was unbelievable. Mm. You know? Yeah. Legend of the game, all right. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, they they had a magnificent um, side at that time. Mm. I was a great lover of Dennis Law. Right. Um, you know, like, I, position, I, 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 I guess, thought he was, he? was the perfect... No, nothing alike Bestie. Yeah. And but but what, like you, he was a striker as well, yeah, all right? So yeah, he probably yeah, would have been a similar... Yeah. He was sharp and um, he could do everything. Head and, you know, like... Hmm. No, I liked him. He had a bit of spirit, like, you know. It was very... was crazy. In the latter years when he scored for Man City to... Yeah. Didn't he get to yeah. relegate United? Yeah, yeah, which was very... It, yeah. I remember seeing it yeah. on a video clip yeah. and he I, almost started to cry, yeah, yeah, I would say, because yeah. he was so pissed off. Well, you know, like, when you play your, your old club, it it brings back all your happy times there, like you know, yeah. you know, like I played Chris. Um, I went to Crystal Palace and I played against Chelsea a couple of times, mm. and you know, you you felt you know, like um, you remembered all the good times that you'd had there, like you know, yeah, and it sort of um, didn't ever cross your mind that I want to stuff them, like you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, um, you you'd done your best, but. You know, like um, in the games that we played, they they near enough always beat us, but um, they were a good side in the seventies, early seventies. Yeah, they had everything. What What about your England career, Bobby? I know you've made a uh, few caps. And it existed and it didn't exist. Yeah, I played schoolboys. Um, I played under twenty threes. I played a lot of under twenty three games. I think I played something like thirteen games at the under twenty three level, mm. and scored twelve goals. Um, and then uh, I got picked I didn't get picked I got um, England were playing Wales in a midweek game okay. and uh, full, full in London at Wembley yeah, okay. and um, uh, I think it was on the Tuesday and I'd or the Monday I think it, might, it must have been a Monday I'd gone in and I was feeling a little bit lazy on the Monday morning. I didn't feel like training much. Right. And which was fairly rare for me because I was on a bad trainer. I like training. Right. Um, but so I went into the trainer and I said, Harry, I think I've got a bit of a strain in the hamstring. Right. So he said, I'll get up on the table then. I'll have a look. And I'd hardly got a tracksuit off and onto the table. And um, Doherty come in and he said, Christ, he said, you doing in here? So Harry said, "Oh, he's got a bit of a strain. I, I think we better keep him out of training till later in the week." So, Doherty, I have to have a laugh at this. Doherty sort of broke into smile, like you know, yeah, yeah. and he said, "Christ, that's uh, that's tough." Bad timing. So I said, "Why?" He said, "Well, Walter Winterbottom's just been on to me and." asked if you could go over and um, join the England squad because they've had three left wingers drop out oh, and they want you to fill the, the the space right and oh, I know Doherty knew what I was up to like you know oh, yeah. and I said uh, well Tom I said uh, it's it's not that bad he said <laughs> I know it's not that bad you silly yeah goat yeah like, he said uh, 
get your gear on, get home, and uh, put a suit on and go over to this hotel. And he had the hotel written down. And that was my first cap. Brilliant. So I, I, I felt that was a bit of a, uh, a freebie like you're like in the sense that um, I'd obviously doing well yeah. you know, with the, in the second division right right but um, I played in it and, and we won 4-1 I think um, so you're kind of saying you felt that it, it just if all your guys obviously had been yeah. fit you wouldn't have got in so yeah, it, was, no, yeah, it, it wasn't deserved what, as much that's but. what I felt I was a bit lucky right to say the least but sometimes that's well, the, it, oh, the lucky that, knee, right? Yeah, the, that, that, works, that works for you sometimes. The second cap, um, uh, Walter Winterbottom had um, gone. And it was in 63, which was... Um, they they played the Euros in a different um, setup then. Yeah. They didn't have... Um, a championship in the yeah, summer like, or whatever. Like a set that you played them in like a European Cup yeah. system. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you, you got drawn against a team, you played them home and away. Right. And um, we'd got drawn against um, France, and we'd played them at home, we'd drawn one each. And when the return was, Winterbottom had gone. Okay. So the team was selected wisely, or not, by... A, a committee of FA um, people who run the game and uh, that's not the best selection committee that you can think of right um, the side looked good you know it had a lot of names in it I was playing inside forward um, but when you looked at it uh, and you thought well who's going to create the goals because mm. we had I think four strikers in the forward line Right. You know, who were strikers. Yeah. And when we played, we played in France. It was February. It was bone hard. It was frozen pitch. We had a, a few big guys in our side who mm. don't do well on those sort of pitches. Right, right. And we, we finished up losing either 5-3, I think. And I was absolutely disappointed. Now, I'd headed the goal. Right. And, you know, like still finished on the losing side. Hmm. And, you know, like, you used to have a reception right. after the after game, you know, yeah. like, with all the big wigs. And with, both, with the two teams come together? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. well, like they'd, they'd be sat, but they wouldn't yeah. be sat together. And <laughs> I was sat with the English, side, yeah. English squad, and I was absolutely amazed. I was rock bottom. Mm. You know, like, I'd played for really the country. We'd got lost. stuff yeah. well and truly. And I couldn't find anything to, you know, like, sort of be even anywhere near cheerful yeah and I was amazed by the number of players who were um just brushing it off yeah brushing it off right yeah like who who were internationals not just one or two games but were were well established internationals Mm. and it was well it was just a game like you know we Mm. you know we get on and play the next one we'd gone out of the tournament yeah. So, um, and the third one, I only won three caps. Um, the third one, mm. I felt was earned. Um, right. when I say earned, that I, um, it's the World Cup year, 66. Yeah. And, um, uh, they choose 40 players early in, in the year. February, in the, in the something squad, like that. The larger squad, yeah. is it? And you tend to think, well, that from that 40, the, 
22 will be selected eventually. So there was but, still 22 in the final squad in, yeah. in those World Cups. But okay, what, yeah. what happened, I wasn't in the 40. And, All right. And um, no, I thought, well, that's... I'd, I'd been, I had a good run, actually, and, and especially in the new year. And a little while later, they cut it down to 28, and they were going uh, on a, a camp, you right. know, before the World Cup. Yeah. And I was named in the 28. Whoa. So I wasn't in the 40, but I was suddenly named in the 28. And all the press boys who knew me, you know, like the London boys, mm. said, oh, you've got a great chance. You're the only natural left winger right. in the in the um, squad. So you would have, first of all, been disappointed not to be in the 40. You know, we were surprised well, and excited uh, yeah, like, to get I, in the I was sort of, um, you, know, like, uh, you know, like, I didn't even think uh, of the 40 like you. Yeah. And we had two or three players from Chelsea in it. I think Barry was in it. Um, and when I made the 28, I thought, God, I've got a chance. Yeah. Um, that close to it. But uh, no, right. it didn't work out for me. I didn't make the 22. Mm. And, um, you know, but it was a wonderful experience to uh, see England win it. Sure. You know, like, and mm. been so close to them, you know, because when, when we'd um, done the... Um, the camp for the 28. Right. We were in, uh, I was in the room with um, Peter Bonetti, um, Jeff Hurst, Martin Peters and Bobby Moore and right. myself. Five uh, players with London clubs. So it was a, you know, a good experience. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the two lads, uh, Martin Peters and um, um, Jeff Hurst, uh, they played a big part in it for Absolutely. England. Yeah, yeah. And so, so was it for you anyway bittersweet watching it, even though they were no, going to win it? Are you we, okay with it? Funny enough, we were in Germany when we when it was being played. Okay, so it was Good a lovely to experience be. to see yeah. see the lads take them apart when um you know like in the yeah, final, in the final yeah. and um you know like where we were, it sort of went down twice as well. Right for us <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, you know, and you know like. People said, oh, you know, like, you, you were unfortunate at the time. Mm. There, there's fine um, differences yeah. um, between, you know, like, well, take the league now, between the third and the second, and then the second and the championship, yeah. and from the championship to the premiership, there's fine differences. Mm. Good players, yeah. you know, can play in the championship, but they might not be good, quite good enough to do the same in the Premiership. Yeah, and and I think that's the same with internationals. Yeah, I think you can have great players, you know, like playing league football. Sure, but they're not just got the extra little bit that makes them internationals or or good internationals like you. Yeah, and you know, in this day. When, when they're doing the, the World Cup squads and they get down to the 28 and then I always think back for some reason I think to 98 when Gaza got cut the last yeah. minute and they made yeah. a huge big deal about it yeah. in the press was there anything like that in those days was it big news that those final yeah. six or so were, were, yeah. didn't make it okay so yeah. that must have been tough though to probably well the, you know like um, there's always going to be someone disappointed you know like um, you know you sort of think well, he's a good player, mm. uh, but the manager. I mean, uh, I got on with Alf. I thought Alf was a great guy, you know, yeah. not because he he selected me for anything or anything like that, 
but I just thought he knew what he was doing. And you can't do better than win the World Cup, can you? <laughs> no, well, not really, no. <laughs> so, just interesting, on, on Alf Ramsey, so his management style, that, what was it, what was, what did you see in that, maybe, that was, that stood out, that uh, might have been different from Tom, Tommy Doherty, or? Well, he, 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 he didn't play with wingers. Okay. You know, and um, he was... And from like, how did he motivate? Was he as loud or was he as direct? Well, he, he, everybody he knew their job. Right. Everybody knew their job and they all worked at their job. People sort of say, oh, Jimmy Grease was unlucky. I never realised, I, I read this years after the World Cup, many years after it. I thought Alfred left him out, um, you know, at a certain stage in the round. Mm. Um, but I read somewhere, I think it was Jimmy that wrote it. Um, that he'd got injured yeah. and he never got back in after the injury. Right. But I wouldn't have thought... Couldn't have dropped Jeff Hurst from... Jimmy scoring. Jimmy would have suited Alf's style right. of play. Okay. Alf, Alf wants everybody to work at the same level. Right, right. You know, there's no such thing as, I don't come back or, mm. you know, I don't do the running off the ball or anything like that. Yeah, you yeah. have to play his way. Yeah. And um, he liked... Wholesale players, right? You know, like who were gonna give it their right. all, very and, disciplined um, types. You know, like the the two lads who played wide weren't wingers; they they worked their guts off. Yeah. Um, um, Jeff Hurst and uh, Roger Hunt, they worked their socks off right. when when they played. So mm. you you can sort of see what he was doing. Right. Now I I I, I met a guy there a couple of weeks ago. Um, Ray Crawford he played for he came from Portsmouth right he he, he went to Ipswich and it, that's where he made his name at Ipswich at first and he actually played with um, uh, um, Ralph's Ipswich side okay. that went on to win the champ, uh, the uh, first division and okay. it was a bit like Leicester right. winning it last year yeah. it was a real surprise okay. and um, you know like they had a side made up with players who were, you know, sort of not top stars, mm. but at least good league players. Right. And he formed them into such a, a style that sides didn't know how to, how to deal, with it, deal with it. Yeah. They played with a, a guy, Jimmy Ledbetter, on the left, mm. and he dropped very deep. He almost played like a left back. Right. This played in front of the left back. And the right back on the opposite side didn't know how far to go with him. Yeah, you yeah. know, did, did he follow him into their half? Hmm. And what it meant it was when they when they they went to the halfway line, there was a massive gap, massive hole behind him. Right. And they used to play the ball in there, and Ray Crawford and um, oh, I can't think of the other guy's name, um, but they were two good forwards. And um, they scored goal after goal, right. and they won the league. Hmm. And and I thought, gosh, that's a massive piece of um, management and tactics, management and, was, yeah. and, and and tactics, like you know. Hmm. And that's how. So after winning, that's how he got the England job after that. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, because right. that must have been sixty one, sixty two, and um, sixty three. He was manager of England. Right. Very good. Um. um 
so I'm, I'm conscious of time Bobby like we're an hour and ten in so I don't want to keep you for too much longer like I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation <laughs> thank um, you went into management for a while after, after uh, I didn't want to go into um, management in England right I'd seen too many first of all I didn't think I was um, of that category like you um, I think you've got to be a bit of a um, you can't be a nice guy all the time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to have a, you know, you've got to put your foot down at times and be prepared for the consequences. Yeah. And, um, I mean, Bobby Charlton, I think, proved that. Like, you know, Bobby was a gentleman, like, you right. know, and couldn't make. Did he ever manage any teams? He went to Preston, I think. Okay. And, um, didn't. Just yeah. not cut out for some. some no, it's yeah. you know just too nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say the same about Zola. Yeah, you know, like he's just got sacked from Birmingham. Birmingham, yeah, and, yeah. and they're two nicer guys. Yeah, and he's been sacked from Watford, I uh, guess, yeah, and a few clubs. Yeah, like, so yeah. It's. Um, I think Ranieri was the same. I mm. met Ranieri at Chelsea, and he was an absolute gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you couldn't have wished for a better guy. Everybody liked him, yeah. You yeah. Know? But that's. But um, you know, like from, you know, like soccer's a ruthless game now. Yeah. I'm afraid to say. Yeah. So management was never really for you, uh, but, no, but you, I came, you knew that. I so. came over to Cork because I thought I could um, uh, play a, a bit longer. You know, I had a bad ankle. Right. And um, I had Achilles tendon, and I kept on getting cortisone pumped into it. Okay. Which didn't do it any good at all. Right, right, right. And um, the specialist told me the only way I could play anymore would be to play where the ground was soft. Okay, so you came to Ireland. And I was changed, changing it at the time at Crystal Palace next to Paddy Mulligan. Right. All right? And when I t- went back and told him, you know, what was happening, he said, don't worry, he said, I'll fix you up. He said, uh, where do you want to go? He said, I said, where, where am I going? He said, Ireland. Right. He said, that's the perfect place for you. He said, the, the pitch is always soft out there. yeah. So I said, well, I had read that, you know, like it rains a good bit. There. <laughs> he said, well, that's what you want. Had you I never said, been yeah. over here before at that stage? No, no I'd okay. never been to Ireland. Uh, you know, I've been to North, you right, know, right. schoolboys. Yeah. And um, so he said, well, where do you want to go? I said, I don't really want to go to Dublin. I yeah. said, uh, what about down south? What's down south? Oh, I know the certain, I know the right place for you. Right. So he came back two days later and he said, it's all fixed up. You're going to see uh, this guy at the airport on Friday. Well. Um, it was, um, someone from Cork Celtic. Right. And we met and spoke and liked the guy and liked what he had to say about the club. And he said, come over for a week. So I'd done that. Right. Now I'd said to Paddy, where are they in the league? And Paddy had said second. Right. So I thought, oh, I'm going to a successful club. <laughs> I came over. There was probably six teams <laughs> in the league, is it? Yeah. Met, 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 met the rest of the directors and the manager. Right. We're talking away and everybody's getting on fine. And I said, it's great to hear you're second. And I looked up and they were all looking at each other as though they what's he on about? Right. And they said, well, We've made some very good signings. 
Okay. And you're one of them, right. and we hope to climb out of second from bottom. Oh, all right. Okay. I, I said, thank you, Paddy. He didn't <laughs> give you, already he, well, he said second. Uh, he wasn't telling you a lie, I suppose, but he didn't say from top he, or bottom. He, he knew what I was saying, like you. Yeah, yeah. But I, I always pull his leg about that. But, um, you know, we, we actually won the league that year. Okay. And um, we went into Europe the next year. Right. But and was a standard? Uh, how, how did you find a standard from what you were coming from to... It was... There was good players in the in the thing. The, the 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 thing that was hard to adjust to was the pitches. Right. The pitches weren't good. Okay. Turner's Cross. I mean, Turner's Cross now to Turner's Cross when we played there. Yeah. yeah is yeah. like Wembley. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, to oh, uh, yeah. Cowfield have come on you know, to a lot more uh, for the pitches. Yeah. Thanks to Johnny Jaws when he came over. Right. That was the first thing he put right. Okay. You know, he had Shamrock Rovers playing on you know carpet. Mm. And uh, it does help, you know. It does help the players, and it ha- is better for the fans, mm. you know. Like they're seeing football as it should be played. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed my time in Ireland. Yeah, I had a spell with um, Waterford. Yeah. I went to Shamrock Rovers for a very short spell, and I ended up with um, uh, it wasn't Hibernians, It was Cork Alberts. Right. And uh, that was, you know, like I'd gone too far then. Right. And um, so I come out of football and different people wanted, you know, to see if I'd coach them. Yeah. And I went down to Crosshaven. Yeah. Now, I'd spoken to someone about Crosshaven and one or two people don't believe me, but I'd looked up the leagues and Crosshaven had always finished bottom. Okay. Before I went there, I was with Avondale. I played with Avondale for right. a couple of games. Okay. And we actually played Crosshaven. And they gave us a hell of a battle. Right. You know, like they, you know, they were bottom of the league. Okay. But they were, Battling you know, side, yeah. didn't, you didn't want to play them every week. Okay. And I thought, God, I can't understand why they're, you know, so close to the bottom. Right. And, you know, like, when they finally approached me, I said, yeah. I'll give it a go. Like, you know, I think you've got a lot of spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a lot of um, lads who's got good spirit like you. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had a good time. I've, I've gone back to, I think you've got to have a good dressing room. Right. I've always tried to do that, try to get a good... Spirit, um, yeah. Good sense of humour, you know, like seriousness when we have to be serious. Yeah. And um, talk football and, you know, have a good time. Mm. I mean, you can combine everything like you. Yeah. Um, it's not letting one overgrow the others like you. Yeah. I mean, some people can get deadly serious and it's a misery to play under them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or you can be too lackadaisical sure. and it'd be a joke to play. Yeah. But, um, and I've, I've had two or three experiences with them. I've thoroughly enjoyed me, um, time right. uh, wherever I've gone I've enjoyed it um, I've enjoyed the lads you know like I coach youngsters now sure and you know they, it's just you know wonderful to be able to talk to people yeah. and try to help them yeah. you know and they sort of say how did you start and I said just like you yeah. here yeah, yeah. I said you know like people taught me how to kick the ball or you know play football right yeah and uh, you know like they love. Yeah, yeah, no, they I love think. talking. 
And when you have a positive attitude, which you obviously do, and, you know, from the hour and a bit we're talking, I've seen that consistently coming out. I think that is infectious, you know, it rubs off on others as well. Well, you know, like I, I'd, um, I just want people to enjoy themselves yeah. and what they're doing. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, okay, they say you, there's nothing like winning to enjoy it, yeah, which yeah. I agree with entirely. Yeah. But um, you can not quite be good enough, but you can still enjoy playing. Mm. You know, you, you give it your best shot and talk about how you can improve. I People sort of said, oh, it must have been great to play professional football. Yes, it was brilliant. I agree with that. But I've had as much fun looking mm. after youngsters here. I went with Crosshaven. At, uh, they, I went with their under-16 and because Fell's son was playing in that team. Right, right. And he talked me into um, managing them. And I had the most... Well, the best time... I think I had in management was with them. Right. They, they, you know, we took them to, um, these were 16 year olds now. Mm. We went to uh, Mallorca one year. Oh. Ibiza the next year. <laughs> you know, when we went tour. to Mallorca, there was 12 lads and Val and myself. Right. And they were absolutely brilliant. And, and people were telling us, you're mad. Right. And I said, no, I know the lads. Mm. And they enjoyed themselves, sure. But we enjoyed it. We enjoyed them, right? And they, the, the biggest compliment we got from that was um, uh, the bus conductor that was on the um, Crosshaven run. He was a football um, trainer or manager with um, Ringman, and he came up to us on the bus one day collecting fares. He said, "Can I congratulate you on the way your lads behaved?" For well, you out yeah, there, and yeah. there was nothing made me feel more prouder than that yeah, comment yeah, yeah. from him that they were, you know, well behaved and looked after themselves, yeah. and um, you know, like they didn't cause any problems or anything. Yeah. So um, you know, you know, like that to me is you know great t- time. Now yeah. I see some of those lads now; they're married and they've got right. kids of their own, yeah, but yeah. they they. They feel like your own children. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I get it. They, um, and and um, it's it's just wonderful to to have that mix with them. I have had that experience with them, and they yeah. remember for, forever, like, yeah, for sure. I, I know when I was playing football growing up, and I would have had managers that you would remember that, uh, yeah. you know, put an awful lot of effort into yeah. getting you better. And well, I think what you it. put in, you get out. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. If you don't put anything in, you don't get expect to get anything out. Yeah, uh, and that's been my favourite saying. Like you know, if you if you don't put it in training, mm. don't expect to be able to uh, go out and walk around. Yeah. The, you know the match, and that's not just football. You're putting it in in any walk of life, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's the well, kind of the same hard work life, thing. Yeah, that comes. You know, up. like you know, sort of, uh, you don't work, uh, you don't have the pleasures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would be, and you might have just said it, I, I normally ask this question towards the end, what would be the best piece of advice you've ever been given? <laughs> it's a football bit, a bit of advice. That's okay. <laughs> well, it's a football topic, so it's okay. A, a, a fellow that was captain of um, Blackpool when Stan Morrison was playing in those days, Harry Johnson, Right. he was um, Reading manager, and he said, 
he'd, he'd come to um, ask me if I would join them. He said, we've got two or three of your Hampshire teammates from the countryside coming to join us. Right. We'd like you. They, they would like you to come and join. Oh, was this towards the end of your career, or, no, no, or before you even before, before you went I to Chelsea? Oh, okay, okay. And I said, "Well, Mr. Johnson, I said I've got great respect for you for you know like what you've done for Blackpool and all that." Yeah. Told him about you know me me being a avid fan miles away from him. Yeah. I said. Um, I said, but. Uh, I think you know, I'd like to go to a bigger club. Right. And he said, well, can I just give you a bit of advice? Right. I said, well, I'd love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, can I ask you, don't go to a local club. Hmm. Now, he had nothing against Portsmouth. Right. But what he was, he come out and said was, if you go to a local club, you'll have every Tom, Dick and Harry, your, your friends and your family, mm. telling you what you're doing wrong, what you've got to do, and, you know, like how bad you played. Right. He said, get away from your friends and family. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, then you, it's the football club that's giving you mm. your background, like, you know. Yeah. And I think that was the best advice Mm. You know, like I, I can think of, like, you know, because I could have quite easily turned around and said, well, I'll go to Portsmouth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Only the fact that they weren't interested in me. <laughs> <laughs> that probably would have had something to do with it. But, but that's a good thing. So it, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting piece of advice. And as I said, sometimes it's better to not be known and you can concentrate on your football. Yeah. And, yeah, like... You, you well, might that, have been at a young age and you could take criticism not well, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, well, I've, seen, I've, you know? I've seen it in London at Chelsea. I won't mention the players. Um, but they lived locally to to Chelsea. Hmm. And the dad was in the office with um, the manager more times than the player was. Oh, right, right, you right. Know, sort of saying, why is not my son not playing in the God. first team and all that? That and would have happened even in those days. Like, imagine yeah. that now. That's not going to happen now. You're not <laughs> no, going to see John Terry's dad in uh, <laughs> knocking down the, the door to no, Conte. No, 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 I don't think that's so. going to happen. Um, it'd be interesting to see where he's um, thinking of going. Yeah. I was going to bring just a final question or two up on today's Chelsea. Uh, looking, looking good. FA Cup semi-final this weekend, is it, or next semi-final weekend? Semi-final this weekend. Yeah. Um, Playing Spurs. Massive defeat last week against Man United. Yeah. Um, what and, advice and would you give? To, a lot to face up to in the next, what, five, we'll, six games? We'll have to play Spurs in the league and the cup, don't they? No, we don't. We finished no, with them in the league. Oh, you finished with them in the league? Okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I thought but had to it's play. who's got the easiest running. At this stage, mm. I don't think there's an easy running. Mm. You know, like Chelsea now have lost two in the last four games. Yeah. That's a blip. Their nerves would be shredded, I should think. Mm. You know, like they'd be wondering what we're doing wrong. Yeah. And you know, like when you're doing, when you're going well, mm. you don't even think, yeah. what are we doing well? Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. When you start going wrong, mm. you know, you can't put your finger on it and you're yeah, trying yeah. to find out um, what I'm not doing. Mm. You know, like most forwards go through a blip where they yeah. don't score for a while. That's mm. how I lost the captaincy of Chelsea. When we got promotion, the first 12 games in the um, 
Div 1, mm. as it was called then, um, we had had quite a good run, but I hadn't scored a goal. Right. And Doherty thought that I was worried too much about um, the captaincy. Right, So he right. said, look, I'm going to take the captaincy off you. Okay. And whether it was just a fluke or whether it worked, mm. I yeah. scored two the next game. Right. And uh, that started me off on a run again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sometimes that can happen. You, you have to be captain. And yeah. You have extra pressure on you. You're just not thinking. <laughs> when, I, when, I'm in a, when I'm joking with people, I say, what happened really was the the 12th game, we were playing at home to Stoke, and I beat the best goalkeeper in England at the time. Right. And they said, who was that? Was it... Um, Gordon uh, Banks, was it? Yeah, Banks. I said, no, I beat Peter Bonetti in my own goal. I scored an oh own God, goal. <laughs> I said, if I could beat him, I... No, that's, that's yeah, how yeah. it happened. Like, yeah. you know, that was how low I'd got. Okay. And, um, but one thing can turn it around very quickly. Yeah, like well, that's it. Thing. You know, like, I mean, people sort of say, well, how much is confidence play a part, a big part? Mm. You know, it does. You know, you, you have a look at a player who hasn't scored for a long while. A, a ball comes to him in the box, and where he dis, if he's in a goal run, he dis smash it. Yeah. But if he's in a bad run, yeah, he 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 stop it. Mm. And by the time he's ready to smash it, yeah. somebody's got a foot block on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and it, yeah. and it's stupid things like that. Yeah. Split second. You know, that sort totally of makes different. makes a difference. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, you know, like you think, oh, the open goal. All I've got to do is push it forward hmm. but something will go wrong for you like you and the, the current the new Chelsea manager Conte do you see a lot of quality in him yeah I like him yeah. I think what he's done is unbelievable yeah um, you know like I don't uh, um, what he's got out of the lads that he's got there mm. I think is fantastic yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know I mean he's got he's got good good players in um, Hazard and um, Costa Mm. Uh, I think he's getting more out of um, um, Pedro. Mm. Um, the guy that they bought from Leicester is, uh, you know, oh, he's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's very him, much yeah. like um, Makaleli. Very uh, much. We yeah. had back in, you know, like the turn of the year. Yeah. Um, uh, I think when they lost to Arsenal, funny enough. You know, oh yeah, we hammered them. You so hammered we were them. like flying high yeah, at that stage. You, you yeah, you did hammer us, yeah. and you'd done us a big favour because mm. we he changed the system. He went to the there. tree at the back then, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, you know, like when when you've had the results that we've had in, over the last three or four games, we've lost two, um, and we we're letting goals uh, in which we weren't doing when we started the good run. Mm. Um, you start thinking, well, what are we not doing right? You know, no. Yeah. And it's very difficult to pinpoint it. But um, sometimes it can just be confidence. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. And a lucky you know, like, break. And, and, and nerves. You know, like, I mean, they're getting to the stage mm. where it, every game's, every point's important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people have been saying for the last six weeks to me, oh, it's over, it's over. I said, it's never over. Yeah. It's never over. Yeah. You know, not e even when you, um, you know, sort of 10, 15, I mean, it, what was it? I, I saw it in the paper. 12 or 13 points at one stage, weren't they? Mid-March, yeah. we were about 11 points clear. Yeah. 
And now uh, we're four. Four, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, people say, who's got the hardest running? Yeah. I think both running is going to be hard. Yeah. You know? Mm. But um, the thing with Spurs, they're scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. So their players are bubbly. Yeah. Uh, our, our players have had two defeats in the last four games. Yeah. They're, they're getting... You know, like squeaky, um, squeaky bomb time. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I think this you know this weekend will be a huge match because if yeah. you beat Spurs, you could yeah. just go on to win. You could yeah. do the double even potentially. You know, so well, um, we got a game Wednesday, Saturday, and the semi-final. Yeah, and Tuesday we've got Saints Southampton at home. Okay, right, um, quick games, two big games for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we need. We need. Um, I think Spurs have been the danger for a long while, mm. you know. Yeah. And now uh, they've proved it by the fact that they've um, they're they're a smooth machine, goal scoring machine. Yeah. And uh, goals are not hard to come by for them yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Um, whereas Chelsea are finding goals difficult to find, mm. and um, it. Uh, um, I don't know who, who they could turn to and sort of say, you know, look, he's going to score goals. Mm. Costa had been. Mm. Um, he's dried up a bit. Yeah. Um, Hazard still is, but a lot of ease is penalty. Mm. Pedro uh, put in a few. Um, mm. But we want... When it comes down to it, you find, if you think hard about it, know that we hit a bit of a wall. Yeah. Uh, we haven't got too many goal scorers mm. in the squad. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Somebody know? dries up, there's nobody automatically to step in and score. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm. I, 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 that's my worry. Yeah. You know, like, is that uh, sides like United knew how to play Costa and Hazard. I mean, they thumped into him. Um, didn't give him an inch. Mm. Uh, Hazard had someone on his tail all the, all the game. Mm. Every time Hazard got um, got the ball, um, Costa got the ball. He was hit hard, mm. and he's more likely to lose his rag. But he's a yeah. nice guy off the field. He's a nice guy. I can right. assure you. Yeah, no, I've heard he is. Yeah, um, yeah. and like this. By the time I put this podcast out, because um, this goes out, anyone could listen to it. Yeah. It'd probably be after the semi-final, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll have worked out. And Arsenal are probably playing Chelsea in the yeah. FA Cup final. That would be good. Um, I think we'll finish up, Bobby. Just one, maybe last question. What do you think was the reason for your maybe success when you were growing up and when you you know made it? What what would be the kind of few words that you might put against that? That would be kind of good piece of advice for people listening to that are following their um, dream as well. I was a, I never gave up. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I never thought that I was uh, better than anyone else, but I thought I had to fight and and battle, and I think that's what I was known for. Mm. That uh, you know, like I, I sort of gave it a hundred percent all the time, mm. and um, don't think that. You're better than what you are. Mm. You know, I mean, a lot of players think, "Oh, I'm a footballer. You know, like I don't have to do this and I don't." But you know, you have to work at everything all the time. Yeah. And I, I think I was prepared to do that, mm. and um, it, it's always st- stood me in good stead. Mm-hmm. You know, even when football days ended, um, people say, "What did you do?" And I said, "I had to work." 
Mm-hmm. And I was prepared to do anything. I was a, a window installer, I was a fish and chip fryer. Right. Um, you know, like, and, and, and mm. that's it. Mm. And so, you know, like, I never found myself in difficulty. Yeah. But I think it, it strikes me very clearly that you never, just because you were playing and the top sco- goal scorer for Chelsea for nearly, whatever, 40 years, it never was something that uh, you walked around with thinking you were better oh. than anyone else. So, no, so I, I think I, that's I, a, a, I, yeah, a great trait to I have, can honestly you know? say that. I worked on building sites in England and... Um, The only two lads that knew who I was was the two lads I was working with. They were bricklayers. I was a hottie. And um, you'd have people come up to you after about three months. Mm. Now I know what happened on this in this occasion was a lorry driver came in. Right. And you can always tell when somebody spotted you. Yeah. You know they, they don't come and tell you, but they you know that they know who you are. Right. And about. Fifteen minutes later, the ground workers were our Irish crew. Mm. And this uh, foreman, or the boss, whatever, yeah. come marching up. He said, I know who you were all the time. Right. I said, oh, do you? Yeah. He said, yeah, you're Bobby Tamlin. He said, what are you doing here in X-Pro? I said, well, why didn't you say something beforehand? Yeah. Uh, he said, I didn't want to, you know, whatever yeah. you were keeping it quiet for. I thought, yeah, the lorry driver told him, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and it didn't worry me. It didn't yeah. worry me that people um, thought that, you know, like that, what's he doing? You know, oh, like, yeah. I, it was a simple answer, I've got to earn my living. Sure. And, um, and uh, you know, like, you, you, you've lived the dream. Yeah. And loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, people say about the record, I said, well, um, the record was a life's work mm. for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they always bring out the fact that Frank broke it. And I said, yeah. I said, but records are made to be broken. Mm. And what I always think is fans want the players that they're watching to be the legends yeah, you know, yeah, you know, the record holders. Yeah, they don't want some old fart. If I can use the <laughs> word, can I use that um, word at all? Yeah. Um, you know, like who's you know, like yeah, old and uh, you know, holding the record store. Yeah, they want the fellas that they know mm. and they love. Mm. Now, what surprised me? Somebody told me this this week only. Right. That um, uh, Sky or done something. I don't know who done it. Um, a top 10 Chelsea list and players of all time is it yeah yeah okay and um, somebody said you on it so I said oh right I said that, that's an honour I feel that's an honour you know course. like that, that's yeah. you know like all, all time yeah and I said who else was on it and the two people two different people told me didn't know they knew some but they didn't know others and they said who do you think was on it so I said well you know I'd go through Frank Lampard and John Terry I said I wouldn't know which was one and two like Mm -hmm. yeah because Mm -hmm. they're different qualities but they were both great team players yeah I said um, Peter Osgood Mm -hmm. and I said well there's someone in between them so Val actually got it she said Drogba yeah I was going to say Drogba yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so that was one two three four and uh, Val said well surely Bob must have been on it 
And the first person told him, told us that it was, I was seventh. Right. But I was actually fifth. Okay. But, you know, like That's great. Uh, yeah. one of um, uh, nephews yeah. looked it up and he said, you were fifth. And I said, well, you know, I'm well pleased with that. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, like with the number of great people they've had there. But um, it's like everything. People yeah. is... Um, have got their own feelings about it, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. how it should be. Yeah, but you it's know? it's nice that you know even this number well, of years later it, you're still getting yeah. recognised for it, and you know. Well, re- I, I tell people in London, I, I'm more recognised over here than I am in London. Yeah, <laughs> they say you can't be. I said I am. Yeah. Like you know, I said, um, I said perhaps it's because um, I've been over there longer than I, I lived in London. I said, but. Um, said uh, you know I can walk they said yeah but you only live in a village and I said well yeah I said I'm not talking about where I live I said I'm talking about Cork yeah 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 you know Cork's and a big place as well you know so yeah but um, well so that's been really good Bobby I hope uh, I know I always say this was like first time I've met somebody what of you your, wanted. this is more than what I wanted yeah it was brilliant um, I've been imagining your story as you've been going through it kind of looking back and visualising some of the, the tales of the Bobby Chartons and the, the George Best and all that so it's been really really good well, I, could have, I could have gone into some more detail about the Chelsea lads, the fun that we used to have right um, in uh, you know like when we were on tour um, it was sort of good honest fun like you know yeah, jokes yeah, yeah. played um, um, sort of things that were prepared for certain players right. like you yeah, um, yeah we all had a good laugh on um but uh no we thoroughly enjoyed our time yeah you no, know i really i do appreciate it and you know maybe down the road we could get back and have a jokes special and we could uh yeah. learn from some of the tales that that happened see if there's similar things happening today but um bobby well, thanks you know, like they're funny stories you know like people think oh they're making them up you know we do, we do chat shows Right, and and we tell the stories, like, okay, you know, and okay. people think they're they're all made up for for that special do, yeah, yeah but yeah. they're not. They're they're actually um, what, what you know, was happening, yeah. and um, you know, that, and it really only shows that we were normal guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and you know, that's Rob. That's all we are. Yeah, no, absolutely, and normal it, guys. Yeah, it sounds like a bunch of lads having a bit of fun and yeah. living the dream, as you said. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's so great. it could have been Crosshaven, it could have been Carrigline, it could have been anybody, but we we did have a good good time, yeah, and 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 um, a good experience and a, a wonderful wonderful life. Brilliant. I hope you enjoyed telling the story, Bobby. I'm sure you do always, it a lot, but it's, always, uh, it's great. Wrong. It's great to hear it. And thanks yeah, so much. It's a pleasure. Thank Appreciate you very it. much. Thanks a lot, Bobby. Hey, folks. You got to the end of another show. Thank you for persisting. I hope you enjoyed it as much as the others. So I'm just going to put a quick shout-out for feedback. You can get in touch with me through the site. You can... Get in touch through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all on the robofthegreen.ie site and you can take it from there. Also, I'd love 
if you listen to on iTunes, leave a comment, give us a score out of five on the stars that are so much commonplace these days. I would really appreciate that if you did it. Whether it's good or bad, I can certainly take that. We'll, we'll make some improvements as we go. And yeah, I, I'll keep it short. I hope you enjoyed and I look forward to having you back for some more 1% Better podcasts in the future. Thank you and good luck.